Bibbidi babbidi baboo. <laughs> All right. I'm a silly sounding gentleman. And the home of the Welcome to episode 53 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And they say you can't keep a good man down, but apparently you could keep me down because I was on the injured reserve last week and I apologize for another missed podcast, but we're back, baby. James and I are here to deliver yet another podcast for your listening pleasure. How are you, James? I'm doing well and very happy that you're back on your feet and doing well, too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that it seemed to be it hit you first and then it yep. hit me and there's no one left. Well, I guess there's you, the listener. And as much as I don't want you to get sick, though, that should not affect our recording schedule. So uh, hopefully you dodge a bullet. But if not, then maybe you can recuperate listening to Hit the Deck. All right. Either way. Yeah, that's Silver good, linings. But... Right, James? There you go. You got to be positive. Yes, sir. All right. And I am positive we are going to have a good show today because uh, we've got some fun stuff to talk about, some very hockey-centric stuff. I mean, I guess that's always the goal, to have hockey-centric stuff to talk about on our hockey podcast. But uh, we've got a a big old deck hockey thing. Um, We've got... uh, something coming up we've talked about it in the past but maybe we will have an extra special somebody on the podcast to talk about a certain something i know i'm i'm being cagey but uh i'm trying to whet your appetite you know i'm trying to build the suspense draw it out you can't see me but i'm like rotating my arms like uh i don't even know forget it forget it anyway i am uh rambling which means I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm right back where I belong. Okay. I'm sorry. You don't want to listen to this. You want to listen to some quality podcasting, and that's what we have on tap for you right now. And without further ado, I would like to tell you who is in tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup... In goal, as ever, I am number 35, Gary McComiskey, the American Rhino, and of course my stalwart co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi, and special guest tonight, Rachel Green, I'm number 22 on defense. Excellent. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. So very happy to have you here. And uh, before you say anything else, I'm sorry, but I am going to put you on pause very briefly, just if you will indulge us. So James... That James, you can't see me pointing to him, but I assure you I am. That James right there is going to be so good as to tell all of us what is on deck for this podcast. So if you would, sir. Thank you, American Rhino. No, thank you. Rose Charities Deck Hockey Tournament. 
LIQ All-Star Brad was the first to tell us about this fun tournament two years ago, so the American Rhino and I played in the 2015 event. Gary and I told you how much fun that tournament was in HTD4, but with the 2017 Rose Charities Deck Tournament coming up on Saturday, April 29th, we have a special guest who can really fill us in on why you should sign up to play too. Miss Rachel Green, the Rose Charities Executive Director, joins us for an interview. Fantasy Hockey Part A. A huge thank you to Katie Donellan for inviting me to the MetLife NHL Pro Camp held at Skyrink in Chelsea Piers, NYC. Much more on this amazing experience when we have the time to really talk about it in the next Hit the Deck. But anytime a hockey fan can rub elbows with a living legend the likes of Mr. Adam Graves, play ice hockey all morning, receive signed sticks, pucks, and photos by Mr. Graves, it needs to be bragged about ASAP. The only thing missing was the American Rhino. And HTD PBP. Our next game is Saturday night, April 22nd at 9 p.m. It's a postseason semifinal between Anthony Novello and the Misfits as they take on Jeff Riccardi and the undefeated Dazed and Confused live from the sports arena in Long Island, New York. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. So uh, lots to talk about that hockey thing the, the the adam graves bit that that all sounds very very exciting and i look forward to you telling us all about it but first it would be rude to uh prolong the interview any longer so without further ado let's jump right into that shall we thank you for joining us rachel no problem thanks for having me no problem it, it is our sincere pleasure absolutely yeah as uh, we were saying before in uh hit the deck four Gary and I participated in the 2015 Rose Charities Tournament, so now it's great to have the uh, executive director of the Rose Charities here tonight to tell us about the upcoming April 29th tournament. So, uh, Rachel, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for doing it. So, leading things off for our listeners, if you wouldn't mind, if you would just give a quick rundown of what Rose Charities is, and specifically, who and what does Rose Charities support? So Rose Charity is a nonprofit that started in Canada, like all things hockey. <laughs> and uh, we are and the American branch are mainly fundraising. And what we do is we support community centered projects in third world countries or in education and medical center. And what we do here in America is we fundraise and we keep over as low as possible. The only money we spend out of these donations is for web hosting fees and sometimes an accountant. But everything else, all the money we raise goes right to the projects. And the one we usually raise money for in this tournament is um, a physical therapy center in Cambodia and an eye care center in Cambodia. The physical therapy center costs so little to run that we almost fund entirely from this fundraiser. Wow. We employ local people. So it's in Cambodia and our physical therapists are from Cambodia. So you're not paying an American doctor, an American physical therapist, American wages to fly out there and practice physical therapy, you're kind of empowering that community and the people who live there and work there. So you're supporting the community and also kind of helping people stay healthy and stay working. That's wonderful. Do you have a lot of overhead for the tournament or is most of the stuff permits and and uh, maybe the, the things that you uh, give away to people who make larger donations, is a lot of that donated? I think everything is donated. When we, anything we buy, the board members just buy ourselves. But the permits we get for free, the um, through the leagues we play in and the guys that organize them, 
we tend to have a good enough relationship with the permit department where they will waive it because it's not profit. And um, we use the nets that already exist. The league lets us borrow the nets. Sure. The website and the flyers, everything we do, all our raffle prizes, our you know, hard-begged favors from the board members' friends. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, terrific. So, okay, so being based in Canada, is New York still the home office or is the home office in uh, north of, uh, of the U.S.? Vancouver is really our home office. Uh, the organization started by a doctor who had done some, a lot of work with the Red Cross and was a little disillusioned with, um, with how the money was being used and wasted. So he started Rose in Vancouver to make sure the money was going where it belonged and keeping the money going, helping communities that support themselves and not just wasting money. So you felt like you, you know where your donation's going. So they really are the, um, you know, they're our, our mom and dad up north. And uh, we we run our programs here, um, and we heavily support the physical therapy center and the eye care center. But our fundraisers we run here are in support of our mom and dad. Okay, so uh, you don't act kind of. Um, it, it, it's not so much that you're a franchise. It's it's more you're kind of a subset of them. If you ask them, they'll say we're a franchise. <laughs> okay, but we look at them and say like they're really our parents. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's a good diplomatic answer. Yeah. Right. And yeah, for the listener out there, we'll definitely post your uh, website, rosecharities.us slash home on our Facebook and Twitter accounts, too, for uh, more information out there if you're interested in it. Great. Thank you. Can sure. you just real quick, can you make donations on that website or uh, do donations come through just with events like this? You can make donations on the website. We accept donations through PayPal or, you know, we haven't quite figured out Venmo yet. We're not that advanced, but um <laughs> PayPal, and we take them over, like, check to, but PayPal is probably the easiest. Terrific. Great. So, obviously, uh, what we're talking about here tonight is the deck hockey tournament that you're holding on April 29th, and you hold one of those, uh, it's, it's become an annual event uh, as one of your big fundraisers. Why deck hockey? What made you start a deck hockey tournament as a big fundraiser? Well, most of our board members play deck hockey. So I found out about the organization through a friend of mine who I play deck hockey with. Mm. And since then, our, you know, we've recruited more of our hockey friends. And it's kind of our unofficial New York ball hockey affiliated charity. Everyone knows, everyone knows that tournament. Our, um, we play in BTSH League and in MAFO, but the Blacktop Street Hockey League that we play in East Village, all of our board members, our active board members are on teams in that league. Oh, excellent. So it's kind of this, this thing that's brought us together. So yeah, for the April 29th tournament, it, as Gary alluded to, it marks the 12th annual Rose Charity Street Hockey. Uh, how did you guys connect with MAFO just because of the, uh, their sister uh, deck league of, um, of Blacktop? Yep. A lot of us play, I think most of our board members, I think three quarters of our board members also play in MAFO. Oh. And um, a friend of mine used to run a tournament there for breast cancer and then moved back to Canada and oh. I'd helped him run that tournament. So we kind of um, expanded on it and focused it on Rose Charities. Now I have to ask, so like James said, we, uh, that both of us played in the tournament a couple of years ago and we had a great time. It was, uh, it really was a wonderful experience and uh, a lot of great people, great atmosphere. Didn't really, I mean, occasionally things got a little heated, but 
by and large, it was just a, a bunch of people having fun and, uh, you know, playing a, a, some clean games. And I, as I uh, mentioned, I will be happy to be able to play again this year. I'll be in goal for one of your teams. And fortunately, a couple of the other guys that we play with will also be able to play. And so really, how how does that work? Basically, what I'm asking is... I know that the, the way I signed up and the way anyone who wants to, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who wants to play to sign up would be to go to your website and to fill out the form online, uh, mm-hmm. the registration form. But who puts that all together and coordinates it into teams and uh, into a viable tournament? Is that you guys? Is that MAFO? And is that done mostly on the day or is it done mostly beforehand? That's us. That's how I spend my Friday night before the tournament. Okay. My boyfriend built me this really nice randomizer in Excel that nice. will randomly make eight teams. And we do that. And then we also offer the option for people to pay a little bit more and play together. Right. So if you want to play with your friends, you pay a little bit more. And um, because it's for charity. So sure, sure, sure. Yeah, James and I took <laughs> and advantage of that when we played a couple years ago. Yeah, and so we just go through, and then we we randomize it, and then we go through and try to match up the players that have asked to play together. And we try to keep the teams as as even as we can. Um, I know 75% of the people that show up Mm -hmm. between these two leagues, and also from running it for so long, the same familiar faces. So we try to keep as balanced as we can. Um, Sometimes we do a really good job, and all the teams tie, and you end up with all of these ties. And then (laughs) sometimes one team beats everybody. And sometimes my team wins, and that's always really fun for me. Yeah, oh, I would imagine, yes. Yeah, when James and I played, I think uh, our record was uh, 0-2-1, which uh, uh, doesn't reflect great on me, but I'm hoping for a better showing this year. Well, maybe you'll be on my team this year and we can win. Well, nice. your lips to God's ears. <laughs> the running joke of the tournament is that um, my team always wins. All right. But it, I did not win the last two years. That's too bad. The other organizer won last year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, yeah. the cool thing about it, one of the many cool things about it is that it's a co-ed tournament and uh, you have to be at least 18 years of age to participate. Is there a set limit to the number of players on each roster or can you account for a few extras to walk up the day of play? Uh, we always account for extras to walk up the day of. We, of course, love it if everyone signs up ahead of time. So our grueling hours of randomizing in Excel... It makes it easier, but we account for extras to walk show up the day of. We so we kind of know as people walk up, we figure out which teams need players and kind of evenly distribute them. That's have you cool. ever run into a situation where you've had to set a hard cap on teams, or is it always just anyone who wants to play will find a spot for you? It would be great if we hit that point that we had so many attendees that we put a hard cap on it. It's also, I mean, as you remember, it's a long day of hockey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we are exhausted by the end. So yeah, I would never mind a couple more players on my team, Fair especially enough. by that last game. All right. Yeah, I hear that. That is, uh, it, I mean, for those of you who have not played, it's, it's not like five-minute games. You, you get a, a full hockey game, and you get at least three of them. So, you know, if you're signing up, not only is your money going to a great cause, but you are definitely going to get your money's worth. So I, I can't speak highly enough about that aspect of things. Yeah, I, you, you'll get your day's worth of hockey, and it, it's, it's a great day. I mean, it's one of my favorite days of the year. We joke that, what's my favorite day of the year? It's this day. You play hockey all day. 
we randomly assign teams as much as we can. So you can play with your friends, but you get to meet new people and you're playing hockey with them all day. So you're going from court to court and you have breaks together and you get to meet new people, play a pretty friendly game of hockey. Some people take it a little too seriously and then they have to just be reminded that this is for charity and for it's for physical therapy. It's not to hurt people. It's to raise money to help people who've been injured. So it's just a fun day of hockey, running around, getting some exercise, have some beers afterwards, and it's an all-around a great day. And you're helping kids. Yeah, I mean, uh, right, absolutely. That's the important <laughs> thing to remember. This is, you know, for charity, and it is a great cause. On our podcast here, uh, we like to end it by saying, don't be that guy. And I think for, especially for something like this, it's really important to try and keep some perspective and remember, you know, why you're here, that this is supposed to be fun. You're doing a good thing for a good cause. Don't be that guy or girl, but you know, (laughs) don't be that gal. Don't be that guy. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why Gary and I talked about it when, when we participated in a couple of years ago and really the, the, you do an excellent job of putting teams together and people who know each other, like you said, if about 75% of the participants are uh, familiar faces, but when Gary and I were on the same team, we did sign up, pay a little extra, but again, yeah, exactly. It's for uh, charity and it's worth it, whatever your budget is. But uh, we were welcomed with open arms. We felt like the, the team we played with, like we were together for years, it gelled really well. And they did a great job of uh, sharing the ice with the line changes and stuff. Everybody had equal amount of uh, ice time, if you will. And it was a, a ton of fun, really. We Everybody got along. So absolutely, if there may be one or two people that take it a little bit too seriously or too far, they're far outnumbered. And uh, we could definitely vouch for the, the, the good, clean, fun and, and benefits of it, as, as Rachel, Gary and I have been saying all night. So anybody out there interested in, in playing and signing up, we'll have the information on our website and Facebook and all that stuff and Twitter. And we definitely recommend that you do so. Yeah. So just uh, like one more question. And it's kind of silly, but, you know, if you are going to be out there all day, it, it does come up. So. If you haven't been to the park where the games are played, there's no restrooms anywhere nearby. So public restrooms, I should say. Um, But the owner of the deli across the street was very kindly allowing players to use his restroom during the day. Uh, So uh, as a thank you, James bought a Powerade uh, when he went in there. But um, is that still the case for restrooms? Well, I'll have to check out for this year, but last year there was actually a park a couple blocks down that had restrooms, oh, which nice. I did not know about until last year. Um, it's past that bodega down a couple blocks on the left, so people started going to that one, which is very helpful. But instead, we have this kind of playing in that Moffa League down there and going to scrimmages there and playing this tournament. I spent more money at that deli than <laughs> any other deli. The deli across the street from my house... like doesn't come close because I buy water there, Gatorade, sandwiches. I spend a lot of money at that deli. And I think a lot of us do. So they are lenient with the bathroom, but I think less so lately. But there is that that bathroom down the street, which is helpful. All right. So, but that there is somewhere to use the facilities if you need. And that deli is right across the street from the park. So, you know, if you do need water or, you know, need some kind of... Uh, pick me up to get you in in the mood to play or uh, if you're you know starving after and you need something it's very convenient to just pop over there between games or you know while you're watching a, a friend play 
in uh, on a different team and just get what you need. So um, that is a great amenity to enhance yes. your experience at the tournament. And uh, of course, after the tournament, there is the after party. Yes. We have the after party at Fish Market. Um, this year, we've got some support from Anheuser-Busch. So we have $2 Bud Lights, where all the money from those Bud Lights will go directly to charity. Very nice. And um, then we have a raffle where we have some pretty good raffle prizes this year. We have Rangers tickets. We have Mets tickets. We have a weekend at a cabin in Maine. Um, we have a Michael Kors bag. We have this portable Weber grill with a gas canister from also from Anheuser-Busch, a Stella picnic set that's really cute. What else do we have? We have a, a language school donated a class, a 10-week course in languages if you want to learn a language. Um, we have four tickets to a performance at Lincoln Center, an opera performance at Lincoln Center. Um, I don't have a list in front of me, but that's where that's where I'm at the top of my head. There's more. I just don't have Wow. Yeah, that, that's impressive. That's that's excellent. Very cool. We hit up our friends hard for this one. They know it's coming. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, and again, all, all for a really good cause. So if you're around on Saturday the 29th, please consider playing if you're in the New York area or you know close to the New York area and you like to play deck hockey, please consider coming down and playing the tournament. Uh, tickets for singles... Um, only $35 for a day of hockey. I mean, if you play in a league, $35 for a day of hockey is, is a pretty good value. And, you know, show up at 9 o'clock if you want to register. If you haven't pre-registered, then show up by 9 if you can to make sure you can register and you can get a spot on a team. 9.30 if you have already registered, just to make check-in, make sure that you are on the list and you know what team you're going to be able to play on and you're all set to go if you get called for one of those first games. But really, you know, after party at the fish market, it's going to be a great time. James and I had a blast the last time we played and I expect nothing less this time. So it's uh, going to be a great time. Yeah, please come. Um, we hope you guys come. It's my favorite day of the year. It's it's spring. There's nothing I'd rather do than run around and chase an orange ball <laughs> all day with my friends and make new friends, get to meet new people and then have some beers and watch some playoff hockey after. And it's all for a great cause. Your money goes exactly. You, you know exactly where your money is going. Your money doesn't go to pay my salary. It doesn't go to pay anyone's salary. Maybe a little bit goes to our Internet fees, but that's pretty much it. Your money goes directly to helping people in Cambodia who, who really need it. It costs $25 for a cataract surgery in Cambodia, and with, which really prevents somebody from being blind and therefore keeps them able to work and support their own family. So for $25, you are keeping a family essentially out of a poverty level. And that's it. And it goes right there. I don't know. It's, it's a cause that's near and dear to my heart. And it's, I'm really attracted to this charity in particular because I feel like my efforts and my money really go to help people. So I know this is a simplification, but the entry fee for this tournament is $35. The cure for blindness is $25. So just by playing, you are basically guaranteeing that you will be able to help at least one person and basically change their life just by playing in this tournament, Yeah, which is mind-blowing. And I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want to do that. And you get to play hockey all day. Yeah, it's really, I mean, you, you can help somebody by being selfish, which is crazy. And yeah, do it. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't do this. Also, too, if you're interested in it, it you just need a pair of sneakers and a stick and a white and a black shirt separate to differentiate yourselves between the teams. 
And is a helmet mandatory or just recommended? It's not mandatory. Helmet or glasses are, are recommended, but uh, not mandatory. Okay. We try to keep the rules, you know, keep the level of play pretty low, um, limit on the slap shots, less slap shots just because no one's wearing equipment except for your goalie. So um, we try to keep it as calm as possible. So to reduce the likelihood of injury because we're not trying to injure people. But I usually wear helmet or at least glasses or goggles. Excellent. Sure. Yeah. All right. Terrific. Thank you so much, Rachel. Can you please tell us or tell the listeners once again how they can reach Rose Charities? Yes. Our website is rosecharities.us, which is not .com, which is a little more complicated. And you can sign up for the tournament there, or you can reach out to me. You can email me. My personal email is probably easier. It's regreen, G-R-E-E-N-E, at gmail.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions or help you with registration or anything. Or if you just want to donate money because this sounds so amazing, you can donate money on the website as well. Yeah, please. If you can't, for whatever reason, if you can't make it down to play in the tournament, please consider donating to this cause because, like Rachel said, and you really are changing somebody's life by donating even a very small amount. So please consider it. It's, uh, it really is a great cause, and you'll feel good about yourself. You know, If nothing else, you will feel good about being able to help people. Uh, making a tangible difference and knowing that your money is going to a good place. So, uh, and for what it's worth, we are 501c3, so we can give you tax receipts so you can help people and it's tax deductible. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight to talk to us about what Rose Charities does and talk to us about the tournament. We are happy to have had you and we really look forward to seeing you at Tannahee Park in downtown Manhattan on April 29th for the tournament. Thank you guys so much. And thank you so much one more time for that. It was a thrill to have you on the podcast. And we will see you at the Rose Charities Tournament on the 29th. And hopefully we will see you, the listener, there as well. But before that, before we see you at the tournament, we got to talk about this thing that James did this week. This awesome thing that James did this week. Again, you can't see me, but I'm like, I'm gyrating my arms and shaking. Like, uh, maybe you can hear it in my voice. I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm gesticulating wildly for no apparent reason. But I'm excited on James's behalf because he told me a little bit about this off air and it sounds awesome. And so now he's going to tell you all about it. So James, please let us live vicariously through your experience. What happened? Set yeah, this thing this up was, for us. This was pretty amazing. Thank you. And it does deserve an introduction like that because it really was that exciting and amazing. But again, special thank you to Katie Donellen for not only inviting me to this dream event, but for taking such great care of me the whole time as well. So uh, my brother deserves a huge assist on this and his good friend, Mike Donellen, who is Katie's uh, wonderful husband. Thank you, uh, Mike and bro. Yeah, definitely. So the whole reason why I got involved in this whole thing was literally the day before it happened. It was on Tuesday, April 18th, I believe was the date. And uh, so Monday afternoon late, my brother texted me, said, listen, Katie may uh, have a spot for you in this incredible NHL pro camp thing. I'm thinking, okay, you know, so try not to get my hopes up or whatever. Lo and behold, she uh, had somebody dropped out. So she invited me. The reason being was uh, Mike isn't really a huge hockey fan. So he was kind enough to I uh, recommend that my brother go because he knows what a huge Ranger fan my brother and, and sister-in-law are. So uh, my brother was actually away on business. And then he threw my name in there and I have nothing going on. So uh, 
next thing you know, Katie asked me and uh, got my stuff ready and traded in my sneakers for ice skates. But uh, it was absolutely ridiculously amazing. It was four hours of hockey heaven. And yes, Adam Graves, that Adam Graves, number nine for the New York Rangers, Stanley Cup champion, and uh, just a really great guy and, and generous man all around. Gave us tips. He gave us fist bumps as he skated out on the ice, every single person there. I'd say there was about 100 people there, give or take, all told. And again, this was in uh, Sky Rink at Chelsea Piers in New York. So just really dream come true. Then uh, how it was set up was there was uh, various skills competition. First of all, they, they broke us up into three divisions. So there were people that knew how to play. They were known as the experts. Hmm. Then there was intermediate people who kind of knew how to skate or play a little bit ice hockey. And then there were beginners. And the age levels were all over the spectrum from little kids, boys and girls too, to adults. And to me, I didn't think anybody was out there for the first time. So in case you ever have an opportunity to do this, it's it's called the NHL Pro Camp and MetLife sponsored it. So that's how uh, Katie was and she works for MetLife and that's how uh, she was able to invite me. And there was NHL people there as well and, and stuff and the Pro Camps thing itself, they have websites and we could definitely, uh, for next edition, we'll put up all the links for that so you can find out more about it. But they uh, really treat you like it's it's amazing. So they, they have a, a representative from the NHL, but a big name like Adam Graves. Last year, they had Mike Richter, as a matter of fact. Oh, so, yeah, which is obviously your favorite player and my sister-in-law's favorite player and your wife's favorite player. Although so. I have to just uh, I have to call a timeout here, James. Mm hmm. Mike Richter was there last year. Now, uh, this is maybe spoilers, but you told me off air that they didn't have any goalies for this exercise that you got to participate in. So now I love Mike Richter, as you just mentioned. So do you and, and my wife and everybody. But I, I, I can see Adam Graves being a much better coach in this scenario than a lifelong goalie. You know, Not to take anything away from Mike Richter, but that seems very odd to me. Yeah, well, don't sell yourself short. Uh, for another sport, uh, baseball, they say that catchers make the best managers because they get to see the game from a different point of view and see the entire game before them. So pitchers, defense, and everything else, and batters and how to handle that. So I think the same thing for you guys in net. Yeah, you guys are holding down the fort down there, but you get to see the whole entire game unfold before you with your own teammates and, and the opposition too. So I, I think that, okay, fine, yeah. Obviously, the skating is a little bit different and the equipment is much, much different for you wonderful, brave souls as uh, the protectors of the goal. Yeah, we're uh, clearly we're we're very brave. And, you know, uh, we have like, what, 30 pounds of protective gear that we uh, that adorn our person. So to make sure that we don't get any bumps or scratches on our widow body while you guys are out there like laying out and taking no. pucks to the teeth and you know whatever else. Don't make yourselves too humble. As a matter of fact, as we just talked about a few HTDs ago, that Bishop, the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning at the time, lost two front teeth with his face mask on. So uh, you guys, and, 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 and speaking of Mike Richter, as a matter of fact, the reason why he had to retire early was even with the face mask and the great masks that they have nowadays, his skull was cracked for crying out loud from blocking pucks and things. So you guys, yeah, don't sell yourself short. You're you're the literal last line of defense and you're the ones that take the shots. So even if it's a, a quote unquote wrist shot, that's not a hundred mile an hour plus slapper, those things bruise and they break equipment and things. So God bless you. 
Yeah, all right. Please continue with your yeah. uh, your experience. So fast forward to this year. Sure, Adam Graves is a you know was a forward and a great scorer. Really, speaking of being humble, way too humble, as a matter of fact. And uh, you know he'll he'll be beloved by any Ranger fan forever, especially with the 52 goals that he scored in '94 and then hoisting that cup later on that year. But he, yeah. So he, how it was broken up was we were in three sets from in experienced to non-experienced, and then they broke us up into three different areas of the ice. So one area of the ice, they did a simulation of a power play. In the middle part of the ice, they did like an all-star game competition where you had to pass the puck, stick handle, uh, do the figure eight, and then skate fast. It, it was like a relay thing for your teammates. And then the final zone was the accuracy shooting. So all that stuff's going on at, at the same time. But the best part about, one of the best parts about the day was that uh, we had the whole ice to ourselves. So Skyrink, they just Zambonied the ice and we glided out there and we could go anywhere we wanted. We didn't have to worry about people who were just holding hands and blocking things. And we didn't have to just stay away from the middle of the ice and stuff. About how many people would you say were there, James, for this thing? Yeah, I estimate I'd say uh, about 100 people. Okay. Give or take. Yeah, probably. I, I, that's just a rough estimation. I, I really couldn't say. But there was still plenty of room on the ice and, and everybody there. We all had, you know, you have to sign a waiver, of course, just in case anybody gets hurt. But again, I didn't see anybody who's never skated before. Everybody looked like he was at least a little familiar with skating. And, and they supplied, if you needed hockey gloves, they supplied helmets, they supplied sticks, which Graves eventually signed too. And also they didn't go so far as to, you didn't have to worry about uh, hockey pants, you know, the, the actual official hockey pants with the padding on them. And you didn't have to worry about shoulder pads either. So it wasn't, there was no contact, no checking or anything. And then finally, after the skills competitions and the shooting accuracies and stuff like that and the simulated power play. And yeah, there were no goalies either. So you guys were sorely missed. We did a five on, well, no, excuse me. We did a five minute scrimmage. So the first scrimmage was uh, broken up with the coaches there. Besides Adam Graves, there were people from Chelsea Piers who actually knew how to play and coach and stuff. So they were very generous and very patient and very kind and encouraging. So if you're looking to do something like that, I definitely recommend that you ice skate beforehand just so you can experience it and, and have as much fun with the event as possible. So if you're a first timer, I wouldn't recommend it, but that's just me. And um, I never tried ice hockey before in my life. So this was just amazing. And as a tip of the cap to the American Rhino, when we did the pre warmups, the, the, uh, the, the skate, you know, the free skate warmups, there were some pucks being thrown around that people could stick handle and stuff like that. So I went right behind the net and I cleared that thing like it was uh, we were clearing <laughs> the zone. So that was for you. I American appreciate Rhino. that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. So again, much more on this in the next edition because we are constrained by time tonight with the great interview and obviously for the um, Rose Charities event that's coming up on April 29th. But uh, a lot more on, on this great fantasy hockey thing was the MetLife NHL Pro Camp. There's pictures and stuff, which I asked for permission to make sure if we could post on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter accounts and uh, a lot more on it. So it was a blast. It was a dream come true. It was so much fun. And again, thank you so much, Katie Donellan, for taking such great care of me and uh, invite me to, to go there. So hopefully uh, we could uh, get the American Rhino out there as well for next year's if they do one again. It was a blast. 
All right. Well, one last question before we leave this topic and move on. I have to ask, you said that Gravy was signing sticks and stuff. Uh, did you get any uh, sticks or pucks or gear or body parts signed? I did get uh, two hockey sticks signed and a puck. And uh, funny story, and again, there'll be more on this in next week's edition of uh, or next uh, Hit the Deck. I, For the accuracy, I was one out of ten, and they actually... Gave me a certificate for getting one. (laughs) So I was able to get an an extra additional as a reward for that. We got a certificate and another picture, a meet and greet with Adam Graves. I got to shake his hand again, was extremely embarrassed and humiliated by it. Um, (laughs) And uh, I got an extra uh, really nice signed picture of Mr. Graves at that. So that was a little extra bonus at the end. But yeah, I got two hockey sticks and, and a puck which was uh, phenomenal. Awesome. Um, well, really, I, yeah. I look forward to hearing more about that accuracy thing next week. Okay. Because <laughs> that sounds like a fun story. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> All right. But in the meantime, why don't we talk about something that's happening this week? And actually, depending on when you're listening to this, it may have already happened. But just because it already happened doesn't mean that you can't watch it. Because that's how we roll here on Hit the Deck. If you do happen to be listening to it beforehand, on Friday or Saturday specifically, then you would be well advised to know that Saturday, April 22nd at 9 p.m., we are going to be bringing back another edition of Hit the Deck Hockey. James and I are heading back out to the sports arena in St. James, New York, and we are going to call some playoff hockey. The NHL isn't the only league that's doing their playoffs right now. We uh, are going to be calling one of the deck leagues out at the sports arena semifinal round match. Matchup between the Misfits, who we have, you may recall, already called one game for in our inaugural edition of Hit the Deck Hockey, and the undefeated 10-0, Dazed and Confused. And that is going to be a bit of a David and Goliath game, I think. You know, obviously, Dazed and Confused has steamrolled their entire league this season, so they are looking very tough to beat. But the Misfits have shown a lot of scrap so far, especially in their first round playoff matchup. And you'll hear a little bit more about that on the broadcast on Saturday. So I do hope that you will join us on Saturday at 9 o'clock on our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast on YouTube. Check a link for it on our Facebook page at Hit the Deck, on our Twitter, Instagram. We'll be blasting out links to this game. So if you can reach us somewhere, then you can definitely find this game. And I think you will not be disappointed because it is going to be a barn burner, no doubt. Yeah, I just want to add one more thing to that, too. An excellent uh, talking that up, Mr. American Rhino. If you can make it to the sports arena Saturday night in person, as good as the deck hockey play is, You should see the American Rhino set up the broadcasting gear, host the pregame and intermission reports, then engineer the webcast, shoot the action, and do color commentary all at the same time. It's remarkable. I think there should be another cam just on Gary because it's insane how many things he's doing at the same time, and he'll never admit that. And he lets me have all the fun and glory of just sitting there calling the game and having not a care in the world while he does literally everything else, including filming all of the action, which is not easy. 
at all, especially with the angles that we have and making sure that you can see everything properly. And there's really no stoppage of time on the clock either. So he's spot on and it's, it's a, it's a thrill. And, and I think it's, it's just as good as watching the deck play itself. Thank you, James. So now if something goes badly wrong, you will know who to blame. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably knock out a, uh, <laughs> an important uh, plug or something, and then Hardly. you'll take the fall for it. But, James, I do want to give credit where it's due. Setting aside the important, compelling work that you do on the play-by-play, which is a big part of the reason why I think people tune in, you, you make it very interesting to listen to, and you do a great job of describing the action. You also are responsible for an improvement in the sound quality, which you can look forward to on this broadcast. If you have listened to our previous broadcasts, you will know that as great as they have been, there have been some sound issues. And thanks to James, they have hopefully been resolved. So uh, you can thank this man for that. And we will thank you for tuning in on Saturday for the action, which should be great. And I can't wait. Personally, I can't wait because uh, regardless of who wins this game, I think it's going to be a good game. Yes, I, I agree. But uh, come on now. Um, that's not fair. I'm just nothing more than an armchair quarterback on this whole thing because Gary, it, it, it's let's be honest here. It was your, all your idea. You thought up the process of thinking of calling play-by-play for deck hockey. You came up with a plan to record it, you came up with a plan to video it, and you developed, which we talked about in a couple of the decks ago, the uh, scoreboard, which we could see a monitor and watch what's, what's being fed. He set up the webcam and all that stuff. And even Mr. Scott from Star Trek or Jordy LaForge, both of them would be so proud of how he came up with these headsets and had to jerry-rig them with other lap... What, what do you call those mics? The uh, Lavaliers. Yeah, see, I don't even know the terms. And, and he merged those two things to work as one and then figured out uh, the energy source, by the way, which is a portable power... What do you call those things? The, the portable uh, generator. It's a power station. It's not actually a generator. It's like a big battery. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you've seen our YouTube feature on the Build Your Own Scoreboard... Then right at the beginning, I showed everybody the power station that is uh, powering our, our LIQ scoreboard and is also powering our, our soundboard and our monitor, which uh, happens to also be the LIQ scoreboard. But uh, So double duty, which is nice. So um, powers our monitor that we use in the arena for our uh, Hit the Deck Hockey. And so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a nice piece of equipment to have. It's very handy, and it serves us well. Yeah, so all of these things, it's all his idea. He created it. He bought the equipment. He put it all together, and he made it work. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then on top of everything else, which is the most unfair thing, is that he lets me do the play-by-play. So it's, um, I, it, it's really, uh, God bless you, sir. You're, you're way too humble and way too kind and way too generous. And that's the truth. So stop deflecting and, and pretending that I have anything to do with this, because literally all I do is drive and then do the play by play, which is the easiest thing to do. I let you do the play by play because you're good at it. And it's one less thing I have to do. So it's a win win for me. And let that be the end of it. All right. But uh, <laughs> last minute remaining in the podcast. 
Thank you, Pops. Okay, so we would, of course, like to thank you for being the voice of the podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. We would, of course, like to thank our guest on the podcast this evening, Rachel Green. And I would, of course, be remiss were I to forget to thank bro, Anthony Sejazi, not only for providing music to this podcast, but also for providing James with an opportunity to go out and play with Adam Graves and uh, provide content <laughs> for this podcast. Thank you, of course, to the LIQ for providing sound effects used in the podcast and thank you once again for if you haven't already done so thank you for subscribing in advance to our podcast on itunes or stitcher or any number of other outlets where you can get this podcast thank you for checking out hit the deck hockey if you are listening to this before saturday check us out live saturday 9 p.m on the hit the deck podcast youtube channel if you are listening to this after saturday Feel free to go back to our YouTube page. It is there right now. You can still watch it. The game was awesome, I promise. So uh, you'll be happy you did. I want to encourage you, if you don't know how to find that YouTube channel, if you don't know how to find us, how are you listening to this? But regardless, please feel free. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. Check out our Facebook page where the debate over which team will win this game on Saturday is raging, which is Hit the Deck. We are at Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram. Check out Instagram for awesome pictures, hopefully pictures of James's fun hockey experience and really any silly picture we feel like posting. Check us out. I implore you. And hey, if you're going to YouTube anyway, subscribe. Please subscribe to us on YouTube for all of our segments of Hit the Deck Hockey and especially for a bunch of video features maybe having to do with the Rose Charities Tournament. Maybe not. I'm not saying. I mean, obviously I am, but I'm not saying just yet. But maybe in the coming weeks, you might have a whole bunch of things to watch on our YouTube page. So you will want to know when those go up. So head on over to our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast on YouTube, and subscribe there. Silvus Plate. Oh, boy. Okay. I think I've covered all the usual nonsense. James, catch me up. Have I missed anything? You have not. You have lived up to your American Rhino great goal skills. And also, I just want to add on, thank you. I'm glad you're feeling well and you're back on the air and you sounded great. And again, thank you very much to Katie Donellan and MetLife for that amazing pro camp experience. Good job, James. Way to pick me up. All right. So that being said, I would just like to leave you with the idea, the notion that if you are playing in the playoff game with the Misfits and the Dazed and Confused on Saturday, or if you're playing in the Rose Charities Tournament on April 29th, or really if you're playing any kind of hockey, anytime, anywhere, please, 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 I would urge you, I implore you, I beg you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Ben, stop it. It's not cute. Uh, yeah. The dog is barking at any noise he hears. Wants to be on the podcast, I think.